0: Welcome to Make Life Fun. I'm your host, Josie Wheaton, founder of Backroads Coaching, where we pave our own path to self-acceptance. Think of me as your self-love bestie, here to guide you, support you as you let go, rewrite the thoughts and beliefs that are blocking you from loving yourself and living your best life. This season, we're talking business, pleasure, love, money, and of course, all things motherhood. This is a sponsored episode by Regila Beauty. As women, our skincare needs are constantly evolving and changing. So it can get a little confusing when we need a new item to fit into our existing skincare routine to tackle new issues. Regila Beauty has a wide variety of items that are built to fit into your routine, whether you have youthful skin, mature skin, you're expecting, or you're even a new mama. If I told you that you could enjoy these benefits without the inconvenience or expense of changing your current skincare routine, But just by adding something wonderful and affordable to it. Skin that looks and feels more even toned, firmer, hydrated, radiant, smoother, smaller pores. Well, Regila Beauty has the hydrating serum and it is that something wonderful that I'm speaking of. It is perfect for busy moms at any stage of motherhood. Whether you're trying to conceive, currently pregnant, nursing, or preparing for an empty nest, our serum is the clean beauty, fuss-free add-in you've been looking for. It's formulated to be non-irritating for even the most sensitive skin. It's full of beautifying botanicals featuring hyaluronic acid, niacinamide, and vitamin C, the ultimate anti-aging trifecta. It sinks right into your skin effortlessly between your current toner, moisturizer, without feeling greasy or sticky. It's unscented and also free of toxic ingredients that could harm your health. Get it today by visiting Regila's Amazon shop at amazon.com slash R-E-J-A-L-L-A, or click the link in the description box now. Welcome, welcome to Make Life Fun Podcast. I am so happy that you're here. Today, I have my friend, Christy Neller, on the podcast. Christy, welcome. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I cannot
0: wait for this amazing conversation today. It's going to be super fun. Yes, I'm so excited for our our listeners to hear all the fun things that you've been doing and not just your life but incorporating it with your family because that was really when I was doing the research for this show that really I wrote family and I highlighted it and circled it. Because it's so important, right? A part of making life fun is including the ones that we love and bringing them on board. So that is one of the conversations that I definitely want to have today, amongst many. So first and foremost, I would love for you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you and what is it that's bringing you the most joy right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. These are all good, fun, juicy topics. So, (laughs) for I'm Christy, and I am a former creative director and brand strategist, and I was running this crazy, let's say, overwhelming life in New York. It was fun. It was fast. It was exciting. And I sort of lost myself in the mix of all of that and wasn't really doing any kind of self-care, or taking care of myself, or I would say I was having fun, but not not the deep level of fun, like not the life-giving fun, right? And so, you know, flash forward a decade, <laughs> had, got married, had babies moved across the country, sort of decided that I wanted something different. And so I went back and got my coaching certification. Now, instead of, well, not instead of, I still do some design work, but instead of really going in and helping a brand bring a product to life or, you know, a story or a vision, I'm helping people bring their big dreams to life. And a big part of that is getting back to joy, Pleasure, fun, and creativity, which you would be surprised. Adults are like adverse to creativity and fun. They're
0: like, no, that's the work I'm doing. And it's really fulfilling and exciting. That is so great that you brought that up because you said it wasn't a deep, life giving joy. So I'd love for you to break that down for us because there is a difference. Because I've been in your shoes where I was. Out in the world looking like it was all magic, but inside it just wasn't that feeling of what you were saying, that life-giving joy. So I would love for you to break that down for us.
1: I'm a perfect product of the conditioning of society that says you go to school, you work hard, you graduate at the top of your class, you kick some butt, you go get a job, you keep working, you climb that ladder, and you—you you know you reach your dreams that way. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say that's a bad thing. Drive is amazing. And I had many, many blessings come to me because of that hard work. Mm -hmm. That said, that hard work also led me to burnout. And I didn't even know that was a thing. Mm -hmm. At the time that I burned out, I was still in the mindset that if somebody came in and said, oh my God, I'm so stressed, my response would be something like, oh, you're weak. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that. I would never say that to someone, but in my mind, I'm thinking, oh my God, put on your big girl panties Mm -hmm. and let's get on with the business, right? Like, okay. Or have your small pity party and then let's move on. Mm -hmm. That was detrimental to me because that's how I was treating myself. Mm -hmm. And in that, when I would have a feeling about something, when I would have, you know, some friction, I would just blaze through it because I needed to be strong. I needed to forge my seat at the table as a woman. I needed people to not think that I was sensitive or, you know, emotional Mm. or, you know, those things because I wanted the seat at the table. I was very goal oriented. I think in that I lost myself. I lost my connection to self. Mm -hmm. So I became like a yes person in a way that I said yes to everything, whether it fit what I wanted to do, needed to do. And so I was so maxed out, Mm -hmm. so overtaxed and just so tired. Mm -hmm. And there was no filling the cup, even though the job that I was doing was in my wheelhouse was Mm -hmm. creativity unleashed. I was never filling the cup. I was just running running, running. I was behind the eight ball and I was a perfectionist. So I like to say now I'm a recovering perfectionist (laughs) because it served me to be a perfectionist. I got to where I got to in my career because I was attuned to the details. But I realized, and this is the distinction, that being attuned to the details doesn't have to be a perfectionist. It doesn't have to take away from you. You can care about those details. You can love them and you can revel in them. You have to separate it from the fear. So perfectionism to me is just functioning anxiety, mm-hmm. high functioning anxiety. And what it was is that I would button everything up and then have plan B and C and D and F oh and gosh. all the way through yeah so that no one could poke a hole in it. If they did, I wanted to be the one who said, oh no, I thought of that. And here's this and here's that. And I got a lot of joy out of that, but I also didn't sleep. Mm -hmm. I also didn't eat well. I didn't exercise. You know, I was just trying to pull that off. And so I think the difference for me in that deep joy, that personal fulfillment is finding the space where you're doing those things. You're working hard but you're working smarter Mm -hmm. so that it's not taxing Mm -hmm. so that it's actually in alignment. And those things just come and come and come. Now that's not to say it's all bliss and you're never (laughs) going to hit friction. You need friction for growth. Right. But I think, finding a little bit more alignment and putting myself at the top of the list Mm -hmm. made a huge difference. And then I can make even greater impact, bigger impact, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Beautiful. The way that you unpack that perfectionism and how is it high functioning anxiety, because it is, you're always thinking about how can I do it better? And it's never good enough. And maybe I'm not even going to put it out because it's not to my standard. So Mm -hmm. shifting that perspective for you was, how did you shift that perspective for yourself? Was it a mindset shift or was it just a practice that you developed for yourself that you weren't gonna allow, you were gonna allow yourself to do the best you can and let that be enough? Like, how did you do that for yourself?
1: Yeah, well, it's still a work in progress. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna say that because when you had success running the other strategy, Mm -hmm. it's hard to prove to yourself that this new strategy is gonna work. Like it always worked for you before, but it worked in the metrics that you're not looking for anymore. Mm -hmm. So I think what happened was I just got so low. I just got so to the point where I was like, well, actually I had children Mm -hmm. and I was like, I can't run my life like this anymore because I have these other things that I really want to take care Mm -hmm. of. I really want to be a part of, and I can't work 80, 90 hours a week and skip dinners. And, you know, I can't run like that. And So that was sort of an eye-opening experience, but I was so burnt out at the moment when I had my children that it was just like, okay, I'm jumping out of this career. Mm -hmm. Okay. Time out. Like we're done here. I'm going to, I'm going to take time off and have children and find myself, which was so naive because (laughs) I couldn't even find what time of day it was. Having children rocked me in such a unexpected way that I was like, holy cow, what, what is happening here? Who am I? I always thought it was this person. Now I'm this person, you know? So I like to say I became this default stay-at-home mom for a while because I just couldn't figure out what I wanted to do next. Not because I wanted to be a stay-at-home mm-hmm. mom, which then caused some resentment around all of it. Like it was a whole spiral mess of feelings. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I like to say that I'm a little stubborn. And so the universe often has to like knock me in the face, like, just punch me and be like, okay, I've been telling you this like one, two, three, four, five, when are you going to listen? So I think all of these things came hitting at the Mm -hmm. same time so that I would just literally stop Mm -hmm. and say, what do I want? What do I want? Do I want the accolades? Mm -hmm. Do I want to be known as the person who solves every predicament that you ever get in? Yeah, that filled me up for a long time, but not anymore. What do I want? And so I had to get really real. And that's scary. It was scary because I didn't even know how to find the answer. I just stayed in this long time of being like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And we all know that when you say, I don't know, to a question like that, you're just avoiding it. Like, you know, and as a coach now, the question that I asked my clients, which I'm sure is the most annoying question when they're in that moment is, well, what if you did know? What if you did know? And so I had to start asking myself that. And then it was a long process. It was looking at what I like to do, mm-hmm. finding people in the world who are doing things mm-hmm. that I might feel jealousy around or <laughs> might think, oh my God, what are they doing? How do they do that? How do they live like that? Mm-hmm. And digging into the juice of that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, really going for it and surrounding myself with people who were already high vibing or, mm-hmm. or working at a higher level to help me stay accountable yeah. to doing the work. The so work I mean was, I could go on. And the work so was long an inter-
0: Yeah, the work yeah. was an internal game, right? Yeah. It was like yeah. dropping in, like you were saying, asking those questions and being so honest and so real with yourself. No matter what came up, giving yourself that grace to be for probably the first time to be truthful and honest with what you were wanting. And I love that you highlighted and saying that that was scary because it is scary when you've done something for so long and all of a sudden you want to switch it up because earlier you were saying like your body finds the evidence for how it was working. So why yeah. would you want to change it? And so giving yourself that grace to be curious is what I'm taking away. It's just be curious with what it is that you want and what is it that you need in that particular moment? Cause it changes from day to day. Right. Yeah. And to give yourself permission Permission, to be
1: a beginner, to be messy, to start over, to have mistakes that are either where no one sees them or everyone sees them. And that, that was the biggest hurdle as a perfectionist and someone who was literally at the top of my game, like at the time. So my husband and I were in the same profession and we were super competitive because (laughs) that's how I lived my life. I, it's funny because The other day, I was listening to my kids have a little squabble because my son, there's this art competition, this district-wide art competition. My daughter was like, oh, I want to join that. I want to enter that. And the theme is use your voice or raise your voice, something Mm -hmm. really beautiful. And so uh, she said, I want to join that. And my son said, you know, I don't. And he said, I don't because I make art for myself and I don't really want it to be judged. And he said, I don't think art should be a competition. That's what he said. And my daughter said, everything's a competition. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, both of these kids are saying things that I have said to them, both of them. And I'm like, how do I pull that?" like they are like the two little people sitting on each shoulder, like life's a competition. And then the other one's like, this shouldn't be a competition, you know? And I'm like, oh my God. So it was just like, it's a constant, question it's a constant Mm -hmm. struggle and you have to pick and choose where you want it to fall Mm -hmm. you know you have to decide like is this the thing that I'm you know falling on my sword for or am I letting this one go Mm -hmm. and that choice right there that I think is the distinction between you know whether you're pushing to get to a goal or whether you're receiving Mm -hmm. and letting the goal find you Mm -hmm. still working I want to I just want to make sure that I'm clear there. I'm not saying like you sit in in a room and you meditate all day and the <laughs> things just come to you. Like you still have to take intentional action, but it can be less Force less, less force shoving,
0: yeah. less efforting. It can be yeah. fun, <laughs> like it exactly can be fun. Exactly. You can find joy in the journey. So, yes, you are being perfectly clear and understood. and I love how you brought those things that you said to your children, like you've said it at different times to your kids, and now they're your mirror. <laughs> when yes. you hear it, so well, I would yeah. love to, to switch subjects a little bit and talk about family and how yeah. when you evolve and when you change and when you are intentional and being in alignment and doing the things that you love, how is that impacting your household? And how did you get to that point where you were like, so determined to be that for your children?
1: Yeah. Oh, those are really good questions. I have to go back just slightly and say, when I had my kids, it was like, shocking, like all of the changes and all of the differences and all of the new ways of being and trying to keep something alive. And just all of those things impacted me in this deep, profound way. And there was some resentment there because I was like the life I used to have. Meanwhile, in retrospect, I know that a big portion of that was my own burnout. Mm -hmm. That was because I didn't have that life anymore. I was I was tired of it. Mm -hmm. Right. But it just came at the same time as children. So I had that feeling of like, oh, my God, I'm never going to be the same. Who am I? And what I found is that my children are such a fountain of love Mm -hmm. and joy and unbridled passion that it reinvigorated me. Mm -hmm. When I have gone back and done inner child work, Mm -hmm. I, in the beginning, I was so detached from myself. I couldn't do inner child work. Mm -hmm. I couldn't see myself as a, as a child, but I could see my daughter and that moved me. And then once I could get into that moment of going back and getting in the mindset of how much I wanted her to just have happiness, Mm -hmm. then that opened the door and allowed me to say, but I was that girl too. I was her too. Mm -hmm. And then I was able to get over that hurdle. And so I think for me, family has become so deeply invigorating, Mm -hmm. actually, just like listening to those two have that discussion there's so much juice in it and there's so much, they don't have the same constraints. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we talk about creativity, like I was saying before, adults have grown up and said, fun is frivolous. Creativity is, I'm not a creative person. I'm a analyst or I'm a bookkeeper i'm you know i work with numbers that's so not true creativity to me is a state of being it's a way you approach things creativity is not whether you can paint and draw or design Mm. it's can you come up with a new idea that didn't exist five minutes ago yes we all can we all can we are a fountain of creativity Mm -hmm. the way someone massages a budget is freaking creative i can't do that right I can do other things. So, and then when you go back and you see children, they just do it. Mm -hmm. You know, you say, make a poster about using your voice. And all of a sudden it's like this incredible thing in front of you, you know? And so for me, family is such a fountain of inspiration for me. But then I look at them and I think, You have everything in front of you. And all I want to do is provide the space for you to explore and to feel safe to do so. Mm -hmm. Because we only take risks when we feel safe. Mm -hmm. I want them to take big risks. I want them to, you know, feel fear and do it anyway. So I coach my daughter's softball team. I've been coaching for a very long time. On there, you know, every one of those players before a game gets nervous. And you know, my daughter would ask me, did you get nervous? I said, every single game, even when I played all the way up until college, every single game I'm nervous. But the feeling of nerves is very similar to the feeling of excitement. And if we harness that and push it, just push it over to that a little bit watch what it does for you. Mm -hmm. Because nervous is a function of afraid of messing up. Excitement is about soaring. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, if we do some, you know, envisioning here, instead of being nervous, oh, what if I strike out? What if I don't catch the ball? We say, what if I hit home run? What if I Mm -hmm. field that ball so cleanly and get that girl out when she shouldn't have been out? What if that happens? Mm -hmm. Let's attach ourselves to that because our minds, want to go to the negative Mm. they because our ego wants to protect us fear wants to protect us all of these things right this is a long thing i'm taught i'm saying here but i think it's like having the ability to have these conversations and then have it reflected back Mm. through your children is really really powerful Mm -hmm. and We do a lot of creative projects around here, family projects, and we'll get into that
0: because one of them is named very similar to your (laughs) podcast. So I'm sure we'll get into that. Yeah, absolutely. And I just, yeah, I love listening because what you're saying is you're dropping wisdom. So talk away because we, I am drinking this up, eating this up because it's so true when we are that for our children, when we, you said like they invigorate you, they inspire you and even help heal you because you were able to see yourself in a different light because of these children. And so by you using that inspiration, you become a better mom, you become a better person, and not just for them, but for yourself. And so all that you were just saying was brilliantly said, and I'm just going to leave it there. And we're going to keep going. (laughs) Because yeah, (laughs) yeah, because it's brilliant. And how you said like, we are creative beings. Like it doesn't just have to be painting. It doesn't have to be writing. It can be just like you said, the way you get dressed, it can be how you show up in the world, just who you are is creative. And mm-hmm. so I would love for you to talk about creativity, just even a little bit more, because I know it is your thing. You are so passionate about it. And then talk to us about that creativity project that you did, you do with your kids every year.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I believe And this is honestly a personal mantra of our entire family. We say it all the time. We breathe life into it. We love it. Creativity always saves the day. I just think that that is such a foundation for you to build your life on because Even when you're in your darkest moments, even when it looks bleak out, even when you don't know how you're going to make your rent, you don't know how you're going to like get your car payment, you know, whatever these big things, these heavy things that are hanging in front of you that traditionally it says work harder, go out there, you know, blood, sweat, and tears. I believe that it all takes getting creative. Every time we find a new innovative solution to anything, it involves someone taking the risk to put out an idea that wasn't there before. Yeah. And that's really important. And so for me, creativity is just, it's like, um, well, personally, it's a flow trigger. So when I'm doing a creative act, such as you know these ones we were talking about, like painting or drawing or something like that, I lose sense of time, I lose sense of space, I go to another place. And I come out of that on the other side calmer, more, equipped to deal with any of the things that happen in my life, including mothering and being in a relationship and, you know, disappointments, all of those things, I feel much better equipped and it allows me to expand think about things in a different way. So when you do creative practices, when brainstorm, even clean out your garage and let go (laughs) of stuff, you know, and rearrange and have it look visually better for you. When you do those things, you are actually recreating neural pathways in your brain that help you the next time you're faced with something, be able to get outside of that box and see it differently. So another thing that I rely on another mantra that I say literally 50 times a day, this one is like, and I just started, I'd say like six months ago. And I'm just, I'm on this one. And it has helped me not have fights with my husband. Mm -hmm. It has helped me like, you know, cool the jets when I'm upset, but I look at something and usually it's something that comes in. That's a huge disappointment or didn't show up the way I wanted it to. And I'll say, dear universe, I'm open to seeing this differently. And just saying that out loud lifts the weight of the situation. And I'm able to see things more clearly. So for instance, one time I needed to get to a meeting and we had this handoff. My husband needed to get here at a certain time to watch the kids so that I could leave. And he was late and I was irate Mm -hmm. because in my mind, I was like, he doesn't value me. He doesn't think what I have going on is important. He just thinks his job is the most important thing. And da, 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 da. And here I am. I'm the one who takes care of the kids. And why should I? Story after story after story. And he told me that, you know, I should be a lawyer because I win every argument, but because <laughs> I have it that, you know, all plotted out before I'm like, oh, and then I'm going to say this. And for whatever reason, I heard the door open. I was ready to go at him. And I said, Dear universe, I'm willing to see this differently. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I thought like all these things started dropping in. He doesn't, he doesn't disvalue you. Mm. He was at work. He probably just ran late. He's probably worried and upset. He probably raced home. He doesn't want to piss you off. He, you know? And I thought, wait, where is this coming from? I was ready. I was ready to go to the mat on this, you know? And I just came out and he came in and said, you know, oh my God, I'm really sorry. Sorry. And I said, oh, that's okay. I know, you know, it's fine. You're here now. And I just let that roll off. And to me in, you know, earlier years, that would have been me rolling over and being weak and not Mm -hmm. showing that I have value. But in this instance, I stood in my power Mm -hmm. and I was able to say, this isn't what it has to be. Yeah. We can all win here. I mean, I think he looked at me and he was like, really? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I was like, "Cool." I'm just going to go now. You know, it, it'll be fine. It changes the way mm. you live. It changed. And I believe that's rooted in creativity to the project with my kids. This one's really powerful because it came out of a really dark time in our lives. We used to live in Brooklyn. And we decided to move cross country. Mm -hmm. We didn't know anyone. We just decided to make life an adventure. Mm -hmm. And we decided that we wanted our kids to know that life is an adventure and home is where you make it. Mm -hmm. And also that if you make a mistake, you can course correct. So we moved to the East Bay of San Francisco. And it was right before New Year's Eve, and all of our furniture was still in New York. And we moved into this house. We had no furniture. I took like a garden, we were renting, and I took like a garden bench out of their garden and brought it in as our couch. You know, it was like hard. And we had our TV there, and we had this couch. And it was New Year's Eve, and we had no friends, and we were all feeling really sad. Mm -hmm. And everybody was kind of sick. And I was just like, I need to turn this ship around. Like, why did we move? This is the biggest mistake. And everybody was just, so sad, my husband and I looked at each other and I was like, we got to do something. And so he looked online. I don't even know what he did. He got on his phone and then he said, Okay, I think we should pick a word, like a or a phrase that's going to inspire us as a family. Let's pick that together and then let's do an art piece together with that word on it. And so we didn't have furniture, but we had art supplies because that's the kind of family that we are. And so we got together and we were like, okay, what's the, what's the phrase. And as a family, my kids were really involved in this. We decided that our theme of that year was going to be be courageous Mm -hmm. because we were in a new place. We were meeting new friends. We were going to see new experiences like Mm -hmm. in every day we needed to be courageous to not succumb to our fears Mm -hmm. and to put ourselves out there. And so my husband got out some packing tape and he, chunked out the words, be courageous with tape. And then because we had little kids, we just like took paint and brushes (laughs) and we just went crazy with all these paint colors. And then when it dried, he peeled the paint off and there were the white words, be courageous. And then we hung it by the front door. And what was the most astounding thing was that every day we would walk by And my kids would throw their hand up in the air and go be courageous right before they left the house every morning. It changed the way everyone walked into this big transition. It was really amazing to watch that happen. And so we decided that that's going to be our New Year's Eve tradition every year. So now we're six years, seven years into it. So we've done this every year and it was be courageous. And then the next year was be thankful. And then we did connect. And then we did make it fun. So that's the one that I I've thought, you know, when you told me the name of your podcast, I was like, oh my God, I have a project I have to tell you about. And so the make it fun one was interesting because oftentimes, and I don't know if you found this to be true, but this is what I find to be true. If you're asking the universe, like, oh, universe, give me patience. You know what the universe does? They put things in your path that require you to learn how to use patience. If you say, give me strength all of a sudden that's going to be a hard year and you're going to learn where your strength comes from. And I used to laugh about that. Cause I'm like, God, I'm praying for something. And I'm, a- I'm actually putting all the shit in my, fa- in my way, you know, but that's the way it works. So, and the make it fun year, a lot of faint, dark things happened. My father-in-law passed away. A few other things happened and you would think, oh, we would abandon that mm-hmm. because it was dark, but we rooted into it. Mm-hmm. We rooted into it. And we decided that every single thing we did that year we were going to try to approach it with fun and play and pleasure and joy it opened up this amazing world of connection and all of these great things that we had wanted started coming into our lives it was really one of those moments where i thought huh this manifesting thing this setting intention thing It actually works. There's really actually some magic here. And I was like such a naysayer of that stuff, you know, and I was like, this is incredible. So I think for us, the big things with that project are connection, using our voices. So everyone gets to vote on what we, you know, we throw out all these things that we want. And then we come together as a a group and decide what this year needs to be focused on. And then that creativity part of it, creating an art piece each year that we can look at. So we do have an art piece for each of these things. So they'll make it fun, we ended up taking Polaroids throughout the whole year. And then mm-hmm. at the end of the year, we made a huge, it's a huge thing on the wall for that one. Connecting in that creative way has allowed us to talk about some really deep conversations, mm-hmm. some really deep feelings, and connect with our children in a way that I'm not sure their peers are connecting with their parents in that way, right? So it opens this space for us to get to know them as human beings. You know, when I was growing up, I think a lot of us viewed our parents as knowing all the answers, as someone who, you know, we needed to make proud and, you know, all of those things. It wasn't until I was in my 20s and my mom got really sick and I ended up needing to take Go and take care of her. I took a leave of absence and I took care of her and I became her parent. And at that moment, I saw her as a real person. And it just shifted things for me in such a meaningful way that I realized that these art projects with our kids allow us to get to know them as people. Mm -hmm. And hopefully they get to know us as people too. And we're not just some like scary people who they want to please, Mm -hmm. because I don't want them to have that experience. I want them to have a fun, joyful, self-expressed creative life, wherever that takes them.
0: Yeah. and That's so powerful because that is what most parents, most moms want for their kids. But sometimes we don't know where to start, right? We don't know how to make it fun because like you say, we become older and we think fun is for the children and we throw it to the wayside. But getting creative is you let your guard down. You are, like you said, in flow. You're using different parts of your brain. And so you're more open, right? And so creating those moments to be open with your children allows you guys to get to know each other better. And I love that you said, The year of make it fun was such a hard year, but because you were so rooted and anchored in that fun, you were able to find joy even in the hardest times, because that is exactly what fun has done for me, even amongst the hard. And so I love that you do that word for the day or word for the year. I usually do it for myself, but I've never thought of including my husband. And now we have a kid including him. So that is just a brilliant, brilliant idea. And I love your name of your podcast, the Hell Yes Habit podcast. So I would love for you to talk to us about the Hell Yes Habit podcast and how you came up with that name and what you talk about and all things.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Well, I will say that I also do a word of my own. Mm -hmm. So I want to keep my individuality too. So we do a family word and I do a word of my own and oftentimes they interact with each other. So like our word this year is open. My -hmm. kids were very, very, because we moved again. (laughs) We are in a new place this year. So They wanted to be open and mine is unstuck. And so I put those together and I use my own personal, like I'd use this mantra. It's my hashtag every year. I do a three word that's theirs, mine, and then something else that ties Mm -hmm. it together. So this one is open, unstuck, free. And that has really driven me this year, which leads me to the hell yes habit, because I rooted into that mantra of getting unstuck and feeling, you know, open to new possibility And then having this feeling of freedom, I think I've been searching for freedom for a very long time. And I always recount this story when someone asks me how the hell yes habit came about, Mm -hmm. because I think it's really important to note that sometimes things are a struggle Mm -hmm. and we often get in our own way. So I have been wanting to launch a podcast for probably two or three years and everybody I know it's like, Oh my God, what are you waiting on? You need to launch this. It would be so good. You have so much to say, all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to do it. I don't know. But I had a desire and I wanted to do it, but I was telling myself, Oh, you don't know enough. How will I feel content? Oh yeah. I could probably get 15 shows out, but then what, then what would I talk about? One of the steps that I did to help myself get out of things is surround myself with the kind of people that I want to be. And I have a mastermind group of women who are just amazing and so we were talking over this in one of our meetings and they were holding my feet to the fire and i was getting frustrated because i was like the client who was like i don't know i don't know and they're like what if you did know and i'm like don't use that on me you know okay whatever (laughs) and you know when you get indignant because you're like ah you know this is so frustrating finally they got me so riled up that i was like oh my god i was like you know how britney spears has a free britney hashtag You know, and I know that's a whole other thing, right? I'm not trying to appropriate that, but it came out like that. I was like, you know how she has a free Britney hashtag? I need a free Christy hashtag. And they were like, okay, tell us more about that. And then I was like, holy crap, what am I talking about? And it dawned on me in that moment that the free Christy was not about anybody else but me. I needed to free myself from the self-judgment, free myself from you know, I had this feeling like, oh, I was killing it in this other career. And then I've just been kind of flailing about trying all these different things, trying to mom for size, haven't gotten my leverage, my footage, all this stuff going. And that's the story I was telling myself. I just was finally in that moment where I thought, oh my God, this podcast is about freedom. It's about voice. It's about living your life on your own terms and not caring about the judgment Mm -hmm. of your own inner critic or Mm -hmm. any other critic. It's talking about these things to raise all the boats, Mm -hmm. right? Like, let's get it out there. It was really rooted in creativity. Mm -hmm. And so the way we get to our big dreams, what I realized as all these conversations I'm having with all these women who are just like taking steps forward, I was never one to celebrate the small steps Mm -hmm. because I'm trying to get to the big goal. These women. Are reminding me that we celebrate every step forward Mm -hmm. big or small we celebrate them all we live in that we revel that we find joy in that Mm -hmm. and it's important it's not a small thing Mm -hmm. okay you put a course out and three people signed up for it that's a win you're going to change those three people's lives you don't go oh my god i wanted 15 people and i only got three you go wow three people believe in this and I'm going to make it the best thing they've ever done. Right. And so looking at it like that, it was like, okay, so the hell yes habit is one living your life on your own terms, Mm -hmm. defining the metrics of success and then breathing into that. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is, and that's freedom to me, that's liberation. And the second thing is what are those small steps? What are those habits and practices and mantras and beliefs and magic yeah. and you know what are all those like little things that little choices we make on a daily basis that actually got us to this big end because i think what happens so often is we have these big dreams and you see people who have achieved these big dreams and you think oh my god they're so lucky mm-hmm. oh they started out with a lot of money mm-hmm. oh they must have a lot of friends oh you know the fact of the matter is is that none of it's overnight It all takes time and it's the consistency, the practices, the habits that change the game. It's just like before our call today, grounding ourselves, taking that moment to ground ourselves before we have a beautiful conversation. That's a practice Mm -hmm. that changes the game. Mm -hmm. And so that's what the hell yes habit is. It's everything from the little steps to celebrating the big wins to defining things on your own terms and just living the way you want to.
0: And And not not being apologetic. I love that you root it in freedom and that fighting freedom. I want you to unpack that for us a little bit because I was too on, we have so many similarities as we found when I was on your podcast, the hell yes habits. And I too was looking for freedom. And I thought if I quit my job, travel the world, I am free to find that wherever I go, I take me with me, all of me with me. And so I would love for you to unpack that free Christy a little bit for us, because I know there was a little bit of a journey, well, not a little bit. I'm sure it was a journey that got you to where you are sitting and standing today.
1: I've always been a multi-passionate person and I've had my hands in a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. And in each one of those, and I can remember this all the way back to high school Mm -hmm. because I was an athlete and I also was an artist and no one could get their brain around that. (laughs) And I also was good at math. And people were like, you can't be a good artist and be good at math. That doesn't make sense. You can't be an athlete and be an artist. Like everyone, it all came back to like, oh, this art thing is the outlier. But I think everybody was always trying to put a label. I was having this conversation with a friend a few months ago. And these conversations are so great because all of a sudden something comes out and you're like, hmm, I didn't know that was a thing. And I just said that out loud, like I've known it my whole life. But what came out in that conversation was, I think I've spent my entire life trying to outrun labels. And be different. Yet I wanted to belong. That <laughs> doesn't make sense. Like, how are you both of those things? I wanted to be an individual. I wanted to be seen for the fact that I am creative. Mm. I wanted to revel in my creativity. And I also want people to know that I'm intelligent mm. and I'm strategic and I know how to do logistics mm. and I can handle things. Like I'm, I didn't want to be put in the campus like a flighty pie in the sky dreamer. And yet I love to be a floaty, flighty, pie in the sky, dreamer, but I needed to have all of these things. And I think what that meant was I had to finally stop trying to outrun the labels Mm. and just step into me Mm. as fully me, because I was a good coat swapper. When I would go into one situation, I would be, I was a chameleon. I would be that when I go into another situation, I would be that, which made me a really great liaison. I was always the person in between the two factions that were fighting. I'm like, no, 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 but that person said, no, this I can, don't you see, this is all gonna be okay, you know? And I think the moment that I had that free Christie moment, it was like, oh, I'm just going to be a hundred percent me all of the time in every interaction. And there are parts of me that I don't like that I was ashamed of or wanted to hide. And guess what? I have to learn to love those. I have to love, learn to love those parts. I may not like them, and I don't want them to drive the bus, but I have to love them because they're part of me. And that was big, yeah. you know, that was big. And the other distinction that I wanna make, because I was recording an episode yesterday and at the end of my episode, I always do this word, free word association. And the very last word is always freedom. And the woman on there said, Ooh, that's a big one. She's like, but I would like to talk a little more about liberation because that's different than freedom. And as soon as she said that, I thought, Oh my God, yeah, that's it. That's actually what I've been looking for. Not freedom. It's liberation. Like the feeling of like no holds barred, just, I can be this person in its full gregarious nature and be okay with it because here's the thing. I have a really big personality. I talk a lot. I use my hands a lot. I'm really, really loud. Like I don't maybe not sound that loud now, but like when I'm coaching on the softball field, you can hear me seven fields over. Like I am loud and I like to live big. Like I like to laugh loud. I like to make giant Halloween costumes. Like I just like, this big bigness. I tell people I'm not a minimalist. I'm a maximalist. I'm just, I like it all. For a long time, I tried to quiet that because I felt like that stole time and space from other people. Mm-hmm. Like people would look at me and be like, oh my God, why is she always talking? Oh my God, why does she always have to be in the spotlight? Oh my God. I didn't want people to feel like that because I really care about people. Mm-hmm. And so I had this internal struggle. Oh God, I want to be big. I want to do this, but oh, I should make space for this other person that has held me back in so many ways. Mm -hmm. And I was working with someone and they were like, what if just go with me? here. What if you stepping into that power and being big and gregarious and taking up that time and that space and that spotlight actually gives voice to the people who don't even want to step into the space, Mm -hmm. but need their own awakening. Mm -hmm. I never thought of it like that this person was like, what if you're actually cheating those people by not showing up fully? Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, that was life-changing. Oh my God. That was like a paradigm shift. And from that point on, I'm like, okay, here I am.
0: (laughs) Take it or leave it. Yeah. 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 Thank you for taking us on that journey because it is, it is liberation. It is that I get to be me like, I get to be me, period. There's no There's no defining it. It's just a full sentence. I get to be me, exclamation point, actually. And that journey to find that, to discover that may not always be easy. But I think us sharing the stories of us coming to that for ourselves helps other people to be able to do that for themselves. So thank you for taking us on that journey. And thank you for this amazing, beautiful conversation today that we were able to have. I would love for you to tell our listeners where they can connect with you, where they can get into your world and be a part of it all. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. It has
1: been such a fun conversation. And every time I'm interacting with you, it's just joy and beauty. So thank you for showing up in your light (laughs) and having me on. But yeah, so where you can find me. I am on Instagram at K underscore Neller. That's N as a newspaper, (laughs) E-L-L-O-R. On Facebook is Christy Neller. And I also have the Hell Yes Habit podcast and a website christineller.com where i, you know, do my coaching and packages and speaking engagements and things like that. So,
0: absolutely. Um, do you currently have any offers or freebies or other ways for them to jump in?
1: Yeah, so on my website if you go on give your email address, there is a free core values roadmap. So, i use my branding and brand strategy background to help me help people realize their own life dreams so i use a design process in there and one of the things is defining like who are you what you are what are you about what's important to you so this core value worksheet helps you sort of start there and define that cuz when i started like i said i was like i don't even know how to answer that question of what i want and when you start looking at those kind of pieces and parts and breaking it down it becomes a little easier to yeah. say oh Oh, I really do value family. Oh, oh, yeah, I really do value, you know, craftsmanship or, you know, whatever these things are. So there's that on there. And then I haven't launched it yet, but I am in the next couple of months launching a book where Mm -hmm. I'm inviting authors to join me. And we're going to have a multi author book that's titled The Hell Yes Habit. And it's really about these stories of, how you change the game, how you define, redefine your own metrics and what your practices are, you know, all of that to really get it out there and help people just take those initial steps to get there and see that it's attainable. And so I'll be accepting applications for authors. And then what I do is I create, I have a program to help people who haven't written before get their first chapter out which is a huge obstacle for a lot of people and with my writing background I help guide the writing process and we create a whole community around it so yeah that's coming oh congratulations thank you yeah that's the first time I actually yeah
0: uh, that's the first time I actually have announced that so it's coming it's coming yay yeah. I am so happy for you I am celebrating with you like congratulations It's already done. The fact that you are putting it out in the world means it's already done and it lights me up. (laughs) And so as we come to a close with our conversation, I always love to give the floor to you. I know we've had a beautiful conversation, but after this, is there something on your heart that you feel the Make Life Fun listeners could really benefit from that is on your heart to share?
1: That's such a good way to and send people on their journey for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that it's really important for us to remember that fun is not frivolous. Mm-hmm. It's actually essential in our well-being, in our success, and ultimately in our connection to ourself and to others. And when you step into it, It can be anything. It can be like, I'm going to buy myself these flowers or I'm going to take a little walk outside. I'm going to, I'm just going to smell my neighbor's roses. When I walk by anything, like we don't have to make it hard and we can invite it in. And I think just a reminder that it's okay to smile. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to connect with people. And just to step into that and believe that that actual is actually essential work in service of your big dreams, and it's not working against them. It is the law of attraction is right there. You step into joy, pleasure, fun, creativity, and it literally brings more of that into your life, and yes. you don't have to push. Yeah. So
0: that's, yes, that's- yes, and yes, Christy. <laughs> thank you for your presence. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your openness, with <laughs> to share your journey with us.
1: Absolutely, it's been such a fun time. Thank you so much for the opportunity.
0: You're very welcome. Thank you for being part of the self-love movement. Your support and care matters here. Please be sure to subscribe, review, and share. And Get your ultimate daily planner freebie today by visiting makewifefunpodcast.com. When you're ready to step deeper into my vibration and work together, go to backrowscoaching.com. Thank you again for listening. See you next time.